We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Starting the stream up, Thursday Night Knicks. CP from Knicks Fan TV joining you guys with a quick Knicks news update. This is Knicks Fan TV, the home of the diehard Knicks fan. If you're a diehard Knicks fan who loves to talk about Knicks news, Knicks rumors, and post-game live analysis featuring live callers after every game, hit that subscribe button below and the notification bell so you don't miss the next one. Number one show for the fans by the fans. Make no mistake about it. How's everybody doing out there? Just want to give you guys a quick uh, rundown of today's practice. Day three of the Knicks practice. few more days away from the first preseason game of the 2019-2020 season. Looking forward to it, man. I know a lot of you guys are looking forward to it. We had a good show yesterday. And I uh, just want to give you guys some, some tidbits from today's practice. I'll start it off with one Marcus Morris who laid down a challenge and put the league on notice. When we had Alan Hahn on the show, we were wondering, you know, all these guys always talk about, you know, we're going to protect his house. We're going to protect the house. We're going to protect the guard and bring back the 90s Knicks. But, you know, you always hear the same old, same old. But uh, Marcus Morris issues the challenge. He was asked today, what does he think the identity of the Knicks will be? And as you see here, it's going to be old school. Let's have a listen. Old school Knicks. You know, protect the garden. You know, and my biggest thing is no one's coming in there and disrespecting us. You know, if anything, we're going to come in there, you're going to get a hard court game. Better team going to win. We're not tolerating no disrespect. You know, nobody coming in there and thinking it's going to be easy. But I think we got the guys. Matter of fact, I know we got the guys that's going to stand up and that's going to fight every night. Every time I'm on the court, it's bully ball. I'm going to use that to my advantage. You know, guys like Bobby Porter's, you know, Drew Randall, the Bulldog, Tides Gibson. Uh, Lonzo, Brooke, you know, we got a lot of guys, man, to keep, you know, to keep throwing at people. Things going to be a very, very fun year, and it's going to be a very surprising year. Here it is. That was Marcus Morris, man. I hope you guys were able to hear that sound bit from Marcus Morris. 
Hey, he said uh, that they, they're going to bring it back, man. They're not backing down from anybody. They're going to protect the home court. Old school Knicks basketball. That's what I want to hear, man. Salute to Keith Sinclair. Salute to you guys. That's what I want to hear. I mean, listen, we hear it all the time. You know, make no mistake. We hear it all the time. But uh, it, it from this guy, you know, when I, I said it on Twitter, I'm like, you know, we hear this all the time. But from Marcus Morris in particular, like people say, he, he has a track record. He he will back it up. So it's a little bit different when you hear from Canner last year and now you're hearing it from Marcus Morris. It, co- it holds a little bit more weight. Holds a little bit more weight, man. I remember, I'm going to take you guys back to uh, last year. Let me pull up this clip right here. Last year, or two years ago, rather, when Marcus Morris and uh, Bobby Portis got into it a little bit. Marcus and Bobby got into it a little bit. Celtics and Bulls. These are our guys right now. <laughs> these these are our guys, man. You know, so listen, it, it's good to have these guys on the team. It's good to have these type of guys on the team. You know, you guys want to talk about a lot of the criticism in terms of us getting all these big guys. Well, one of the positives are that uh, these guys aren't going to back down, man. This is the goon squad. You know, we got guys with heart. We got guys in heart in here. So it's going to be a little bit different, man. This, this, is, this is not your same Nick team. These guys are going to be tough and they're going to be physical. And I think these are the type of guys that Fizdale wants on the team. So whether or not you want to argue, uh, you know, the, the fact that we got all these big guys, well, these, these are big guys that, that are going to hold their weight, man. So you're not, you're not just going to push them around. Not, not just going to push them around, man. So that, that was Marcus Morris's tidbits from practice. That's what you like to hear, man. Goon squad all day, every day. Salute to everybody in the chat. How's everybody feeling? Delano's in here. Clutch plays, how you feeling? Emmanuel C, Angel A, what's going on, you guys? Um, phone lines are down once again, unfortunately, but we're going to do the same thing. Uh, I'll be on here for a little bit tonight. You know, if you guys want to talk, Next Fan TV Dave is going to pass around the link to um, the form. Just fill it in with your name and your phone number, and I'll give you a call. That's how it's going to work. I'll be on uh, for, let's say, 30 or 45 minutes. We'll, we'll talk a little bit of Knicks and, uh, and just catch you guys up. Another practice tidbit was uh, Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox was interviewed in practice, and uh, you know he he had a lot to say in terms of his second year and and what the team was running out there in practice. Said in regards to the offense, you know nothing new in terms of offensive sets that Fizdale was running. You know he said they kept it to the basics, but uh, he did say that they did ask him who we thought the the camp standout was so far. And he pointed to Frank. You know, go figure. He pointed to Frank Nielakita right now as the camp standout. Said that uh, Frank has been bringing it uh, from a defensive intensity standpoint. And uh, also knocking down some three-point shots. And, you know, and and Frank was the heavy topic of conversation last night. For uh, a lot of guys that wanted to talk. And, and, you know, Frank, Frank has been the topic. Frank has been the topic from Fisdale on down. So, it's good to hear. Like I said, it's only practice, but it, it's good to hear that, uh, you know, Frank is making a name for himself there in in uh, training camp. Other news, Bernard King came to camp uh, today. Bernard King and Bill Bradley came to camp. 
And uh, they had Bernard King uh, meeting with one R.J. Barrett. He had Bernard meeting with young Rowan off to the sidelines. So uh, the Knicks did say that, you know, they're going to be working on their player development. This is part of the player development, man, bringing in some of our old legends and and having a talk with the team, so that's a good sign. And and Bernard was interviewed after the after the practice. Uh, the beat reporters did want to know what he talked about. He he kept it humble. He said he's not going to divulge that. But one of the things he did speak to RJ about was uh, his own shooting struggles as a rookie coming into the league. You know, Bernard. One of the things Bernard said was that I couldn't shoot past fifteen feet when I came into the league. So for a young RJ Barrett, where we know that. His one of his weaknesses right now is uh is the inability to to knock down the the jumper efficiently. Free throws need a little bit of work as well. So maybe to hear that from Bernard King is a little bit encouraging from RJ's standpoint. But give credit to the Knicks again in terms of player development. They want to surround their players with uh some some role models to look up to or to to take advice from. So, so that's that's a that's a good sign. Emmanuel Caesar says, "Do you think these kids care what Bernard King has to say?" I, you know, listen, maybe, maybe not. You know, will it register? Maybe, maybe not. I can't tell you what 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 uh, is going to register with the kid. All I can tell you is from a from a guy like R.J. Barrett's standpoint, which is undeniable, is that his work ethic is undeniable. So we know that he wants to be the best. We know that he wants to live up to the hype of being a number three pick in the draft. So. I think RJ comes from a solid background, a solid pedigree that, yeah, maybe he, he does take that advice into consideration. You know what I mean? I'm sure his father will tell him a lot about Bernard King, like Guillermo says. So we'll see. And that's a fair point. Will, will it register with the kids? We don't know, but we'll see. You can You can only hope. That uh, th- that it that it does register. Other notes in practice: David Fisdale once again was asked about the. Um, he was asked about uh, uh, his offensive philosophy in, in practice. Mark Berman of the New York Post, in particular, Berman was pressing him like, "What's the offense going to be? What's the new offense going to be?" Because Fisdale basically came out and said that. Uh, they're going to switch up the offense this year. It's not going to be heavy isolation. It's not going to be heavy pick and roll. They're going to bring some more creativity to the offense. That's going to stress ball movement. And so that was the question at camp in terms of uh, what he's going to run. He didn't divulge too much. You know, he, he kept it pretty pretty basic high level. You know, we're going to stress pace. We're going to stress uh, ball, movement, ball movement. We are going to... Uh, you know, uh, you know, stress getting getting these guys involved and and sharing the basketball. So, you know, all basic basketball terminology for Fisdale. Not nothing too crazy. But um, one of the things I did want to point you guys out to is this morning I was on Twitter and my guy Spencer Perlman. If you guys remember Spencer, he was on the show uh, during the draft. We had Spencer on during the draft. And he is a, uh, he's an NBA scout, you know, brings a lot to, uh, the program. He brought a lot to our draft show for sure. Has a good eye for talent. And, uh, Spencer actually worked with some NBA teams during the draft process this year, helping them with their scouting. And yesterday, Fisdale had mentioned how he was going to utilize Julius Randle, how he was going to unleash Julius Randle. 
And he said a lot of that is going to come from the pick and roll. Utilizing Julius as a pick and roll, whether it's going to be the roll man or whether it's going to be as the ball handler. And so Spencer had broken down over the summer um, some some examples of sets with Julius Randle in pick and roll action just to show you how uh, he utilizes the mismatch. And one of the ways they're going to get him is out there on bigs. That's why you, we emphasized yesterday Julius Randle's uh, agility and, and, and his speed and his footwork. Because when you get him on the mismatch on a five, you know, he'll be able to go by him, get to the bucket with his power game and his speed. He has the ability to knock down the mid-range jumper with most fives don't want to come out to contest, you know, mid-range and beyond. And then another way is getting him on a mismatch on the guards to use his power and get into the bucket. So those are those are the ways that you're going to see Julius Randle being utilized. This is going to be our our uh, number one option on this team. So this is something that you're going to have to get used to. And I think it would behoove us to do so. This is how you're going to uh, uh, emphasize his skill sets. This is how you're going to emphasize his skill sets. You see here getting him on the switch on the slower five in Pau Gasol and taking advantage of Pau Gasol and, and, and getting, getting him to the rim. So, makes sense. Makes sense. And uh, shout out to Spencer once again for um, providing this video breakdown. Make sure you guys follow Spencer on Twitter too, man. His uh, name on Twitter is at SK Perlman on Twitter. Make sure you guys follow him on Twitter. Uh, Giuseppe LaRocca says, who would you compare Julius Randle to David Lee? Um... A little bit, a little. I see a little bit of David Lee, even though I think Julius is a much better, uh, he's a much better ball handler than David Lee. So I, I could definitely see the the uh, David Lee comparisons there. Let me just fix my chat a little bit. My chat hasn't been uh, going active. I could definitely see a little bit of David Lee. I could see a little bit of. Uh, we did say Zach Randolph yesterday. We we did say a little bit of Zebo. In their, especially in their rebounding prowess and their power game as a big man. Guillermo says, uh, as a big man, Julius Randle's underrated in his facilitation. Yes, he is. He did average four assists last year as well. So for a big man, that's, that's very solid. And in these sets, you would look for him to uh, to maintain those numbers. And, and if we want to win, you know, a lot of the criticism on Julius Randle last year was that even though he did put up those numbers, uh, the stats were fairly hollow because it didn't lead to many wins for the Pelicans. So one of the things he's going to have to work on is, is how is he going to get others involved, make the team better? How is he going to elevate the overall team? So that's one of the things that that uh, we're going to have to look out for for Julius. But like I said, um, I'm optimistic with the signing. I, I like the signing. And um, we'll, we'll see what it, what he's going to do uh, to make the team better. So those are those were the tidbits, man. Those were the tidbits you had. Um, let me just fix my chat here. Those were the tidbits you had. Marcus Morris letting, letting the league know that, uh, listen, you're not going to push around the Knicks. You're not going to push this Knicks team around. Bernard King showed up in practice. He was talking to RJ, giving RJ some advice. And then David Fisdale elaborated a little bit on the offense, a tiny bit. And also you had Kevin Knox uh, hailing the performance of Frank Nilakina this early in camp. 
So just a little thing, you know, like I said, it's only practice, but as these tidbits come out, we're going to go live and we're going to talk to you guys and hopefully hear from you guys as well. This Saturday is the open practice. Some of you guys had asked me what time it starts. It starts at one o'clock. It's uh, open to season ticket holders only. It's going to be at Columbia University. Uh, myself, Jay Ellis, will be in the building. Uh, Knicks Fan TV Dave will also be in the building. Stay tuned on the channel. We'll figure out what kind of content we're going to we'll get to you guys. We may be going live from the, from the open practice, so make sure you guys stay on the channel and, uh, and stay up to date with the updates. Tomorrow, for those of you that missed the open practice last year, that I mean, that was a hell of a show, man. Hell of a live stream that we did from Madison Square Garden. We took you inside the garden. We we uh, we we did the play by play of the practice. It, it it was crazy. We had over a thousand people watching live, and, and it was a great day. So tomorrow I'll play that. Maybe tomorrow night as a kind of a flashback Friday and replay last year's uh, open practice with myself and Jay Ellis. Uh, salute to everybody in the chat once again. If you guys are new in the chat, leave me a hashtag new so I can shout you guys out. Demo Somalis says, uh, love you guys on this channel. Demos, that's, that sounds like a Greek name. Are you from Greece? Shout out to Demos. If you guys are new, leave a hashtag new. Shout out to Robert Paris in here. Guillermo, as always. Chad James, Chad called in yesterday. So salute to Chad. Like I said, if you guys want to call in, let me know if you guys want to call in and, and uh, we'll take some phone calls. If not, we will uh, wrap it up early. And, and Delano wants to talk. So we're going to go to Delano first. He's, he's been a long time friend of the program. Salute to Delano. All right, let's go to Delano. Delano. Yeah, the phone lines have been down for the past two days, man. So just bear with us as we uh, work through those technical difficulties. Not not my fault. It, it's the uh, the company that we use to handle the switchboard. They've been down, so I'm not getting my money's worth, and I'm not happy about it, but we'll, we'll figure out a workaround. Yo, Delano, how you doing? Am I on speakerphone? Uh, yeah, hold on for a second. Yeah, take, take, yeah, take it off speakerphone. Yeah, that's any better? Much better, much better, man. How you feeling, bro? I'm good, I'm good. Once again, salute to everybody in the chat. You know what I'm saying? Great to have y'all back. You know what I'm sure. saying? Back I'm just uh, back, man. glad that I'm glad, man. I'll be honest. Initially, I was upset with the picks because I felt like you were overloading the talent. Um, you were, you know, creating log jams as positions. But the more and more I'm hearing, you know, the more I'm seeing, I can start to see a little bit of the vision. I'm more optimistic than I was initially. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah. you know, it, um, like I said yesterday, in my opinion, it's not going to be perfect, man. This is not a, a perfect mix of talent. This is not a team that's ready to go, at, you know, to maybe even play also beyond. You know, this is the f the first few steps. Last year was a step. This year is another step. And and that's just how we're going to go with it. Right. Nah, I, I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm on board. I'm, I'm Like I said, I feel a little bit better. Um and I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think everybody, despite whether we agree on the roster, agree on the system, agree on the coach, we all just want the Knicks to succeed. That's it. So whatever our reservations are, you know, we're just going to try to, you know, trust the process. We'll, of course, be critical because there'll be things that we see, like, again, um, the pickup of, you know, Julius Randle and Taj Gibson mm -hmm. was a bit of a head-scratcher initially because, like, okay, well, you know, you got those guys, and then you're still looking to get more depth at that position when you're looking at, okay, well, the center spot might not be all the way filled up. 
than you get in like an Alfred Payton. But you're like, okay, well, are we developing Frank to be a point guard or not? Or what, you know? So, like I said, initially that was where I was mentally. And it took, you know, again, just a little bit of time seeing, you know, again, the way everybody was coming together um, as a team. You know, and I think that's another thing, too, that was collective um, throughout, you know, whatever platform they used, that you saw them all together in some capacity, whether mm-hmm. it's open run, um, working out. It, it just felt more, um, it felt more, um, you know, like a family, it was a, like a little bit more continuity than it was initially. Last season, I think everybody was kind of out to, I'm trying to make a name for myself and get a contract. Right. Now it feels like everybody, even though that's still the mentality, we want to do it together. We want to succeed as a team. Yeah. Like even going to Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor had selfish um, ambitions. He wanted to be an all-star because he was looking for the money. Right. You know, mm-hmm. he, his mm-hmm. goal wasn't to succeed for the sake of the Knicks. It was to succeed for the sake of Ennis Cantor. And, you know, it's things like that that was kind of demoralizing because, again, I'm looking at, okay, well, you got holes in your game that you're not even trying to address. Yeah, Julius Randle at least has shown. Okay, I'm trying to improve on this. Mm-hmm. You know, Bobby Portis is the same thing. Hey, I'm trying to improve on this. His defense is, um, you know, is is inconsistent. But he's saying that you know I'm trying to work on this. Fisdale, you know, again, he hasn't said anything about implementing new systems. Um, even with uh, Kevin Knox's uh, interview, he was talking about basically we're running the same place from last season, right? Which initially, and it still to me is a bit, um questionable because the last thing you want to do is keep running the same thing that wasn't successful yeah, yeah well i mean it's early though it, results, it's, it's early but, it's still early right. though. you know what i mean and and like kev said today they just running through basics it's only it's only day three of a long long season it's still early you know you, you don't want to that you're not going to see them running crazy sets during the preseason they don't want to give away that game plan like that so they're going to run it in you know day by day give them a little bit more give them a little bit more so i think they, they're keeping right. it close to the vest right now in terms of what they're going to be running and i do like that they brought in mike miller from uh from the g league yeah to the coaching staff i think that'll definitely help out with the development of all the younger guys, especially the ones that we have in question, DSJ with his conditioning, Frank with his confidence, Alfred Payton with his uh, perimeter shooting, mm-hmm. everybody else with their defense. I think this would be. I think this is one of those steps um, that can benefit Fisdale as well because a lot of people were immediately like, okay, we're on the fence with him, but we're going to rock with him. But when the losing started, everybody was kind of jumping off that bandwagon again. And, you know, so maybe something like this can help to – show you know show that okay we're listening as yeah. you know the organization we're listening to the fans okay. we're trying to be you know successful for the sake of you know just repping the city and i love that marcus morris took that approach because he's somebody i could believe when he says we're going to protect the garden yeah and it's canter you know again you're a you're a mouthpiece and <laughs> david fisdale is the coach he's not <laughs> stepping on the floor yeah. For the sake of anything, but pulling guys in on a timeout. So right. it, I'm not expecting Fisdale to do what, you know, Randall and all those other guys are doing. And I love, too, that, you know, hearing that Mitch Robinson is doing, you know, better with planting his feet. He's not jumping on every single mm-hmm. pump fake, that he's not, you know, making a, any initial contacts on, on the first move, you know what I'm saying, going to the basket. He's being smarter, and I think that was something that was also uh, something I was looking forward to because knowing that he's going to get more minutes 
we need to be able to play you more minutes. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Well, pre- appreciate yeah, but, the call, man. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, man. Listen, I appreciate everything y'all do, man. Uh, you and, and Jay Ellis, man. Y'all are my favorites. And, you know, y'all keep it rocking, man. Salute to everybody in the chat once again and have a good night. Salute, Delano. Appreciate it, man. I mean, listen, Del- Delano is, uh, he's optimistic. He's optimistic, man. Um, it's, we got, you still got to see how it comes, uh, how it comes out on the court. Still got to see how it comes out on the court. You know, it's good to see all these guys coming together in the preseason and playing together and all of that. We'll see how, see how it goes on the court. See how it goes on the court. It's a lot, like I said, it's a lot of moving parts. You have a lot of young pieces. If your starting lineup ends up being DSJ, RJ, Kev, uh, uh, and uh, Randall and Mitch, that's going to be the, the youngest starting five in the league, believe it or not. So they have a long way to go. They have a long way to go. But like I said, it's, it's not going to be perfect. It's, it's just one step that, that we're trying to take. And, and we'll, we'll see where it goes from there, man. We'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, salute to, let's salute some people in chat. CP the artist, Stafford Don, what's going on? Uh, Giassi Holmes says, peace to the chat. Father Peace says, favorite Knicks channel. What's going on, Father Peace? Goonies, how you feeling, Goonies? Terrence Harris, appreciate it. I see a lot of new people in the chat, man, so that that's always a good thing. Robert Paris, how you feeling? Yeah, man, salute, salute to everybody watching. Let's get to this KP thing, man. Because um, if you guys remember when R.J. Barrett went on his Reddit AMA, Ask Me Anything, they asked him uh, who would he want to dunk on (laughs) as a a welcome to the league. And he says, all right, I guess Porzingis. So, of course, you know Porzingis was going to be asked about it. And and, uh, here's what KP had to say about the whole thing. You mean about the dunk? That yeah, he said he wants yeah. to dunk on me? That's fine. You know, I'm a, I'm a shot blocker. I don't know what you know. Some people are saying I'm I'm one of the best shot blockers in the league, and and you know I'm always up for the challenge. Um, you know, I think I think that's a that's a pretty goal, good goal for him to try to dunk on me. So that 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 would be cool. I respect that. Shooting games with Luca. Who's winning? He said uh, today. Say he's looking forward to it, man. KP said he's he's looking forward to it. Challenge accepted. If he lives, he lives. If he dies, he dies. That's what he said. KP versus RJ. November 11th can't come soon enough. November 14th right behind it. A little a little fun in games. A little fun in games. But let's see. You know you know the the unicorn is gonna be coming to MSG with a chip on his shoulder. He he's circling these two games against the Knicks. And uh, it's a revenge game, a revenge game for KP, revenge game for the Knicks. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Still tough seeing KP in, in another uniform, man, regardless of what happened, you know, and, and uh, the bad blood. Still tough seeing KP in another uniform, man. I, I can't I can't co-sign with that, man. Def, definitely got, uh, definitely was hitting the weights, man. I don't know if it was that bar fight in, in Latvia or what happened, but... He definitely uh, is, is getting stronger out there. They said he's he scheduled to miss 15 to 20 games um, as uh, um, load management. Load management. 15 to 20 games for Kristaps Porzingis. So we will uh, see him starting uh, November. Two games November, man. 
Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, if you guys want to talk, uh, put your number in the form. Knicks Fan TV Dave is going to be passing around the form. If you guys want to uh, talk about the Knicks. And uh, if not, we'll, we'll wrap up early. But a couple other tidbits on the docket in terms of news. Uh, Mitch. Mitch was at work working on his, on his threes once again. He's working with NBA trainer David Zenon and um, Marcel Scott. So salute to Mitch. He's out there working, man. Let's check out his form. All right. Yeah, man. That's uh, Mitch. I mean, what you see from Mitch, he's really making a concerted effort. To, to get those shots up. So, looks like we could start seeing a, a little preview or two in, in the preseason. And and let's see. Let's see if Mitch can, like I said, if Mitch can augment his game. I know a lot of you guys said, well, you'd rather see him, you know, with a, a more high percentage shot. Maybe a turnaround jumper, turnaround hook. I think that's cool, too. But if he could stretch the floor a little bit, I think that would also be good. So, let, let's see how, uh, let, let's see how Mitch expands his game. G. Andresi says, Mitch always had a jumper. Y'all just saying, no, no, we did know. We see, we seen the highlights in, in college and, I mean, in high school and all of that. We just haven't seen it in the NBA yet. I don't think he's taking a three-pointer. Maybe he took one all, all of last year. So, you know, we, we know he's capable. It's just, uh, can he do it in the games? Can he do it in the games? Spike Lee did a little shopping last week. Spike went out. And uh, they were auctioning off Red Holtzman, like 35 pieces. Red Holtzman, the late great Knicks championship coach. His family was auctioning 35 pieces of uh, his NBA memorabilia. One of them was his Coach of the Year award in 1970-1971. And Spike bought it for $31,000. $31,000. Spike bought Red Holtzman's Coach of the Year trophy. Spike also brought the championship net from Game 7 of the 1970 NBA Finals. The Willis-Reed game. Willis came out of the tunnel. Spike bought the the Knicks net for $69,000. $69,000. So Spike spent $100,000 on on, uh, two pieces of Knicks memorabilia. Hey, what it means to be rich, man. What it means to be rich. So, salute, salute to Spike. Rel, stay flexing. You can call in, man. I think Rel said he wanted to talk. Put put your number in the chat and uh, and definitely call in. Shout out to Sim. Nothing but Nick's in here. What up to Sim? TM, what's going on? Mr. X, Shell's heavy. How you feeling? J-Mo. J-Mo says Spike is bad luck. A lot of people feel that way. Nick Fury, what's going on? Moonboy, what's going on? Demo Somalis, once again, what's going on? So, yeah, that's about it, man. I, I think that the phones are fairly quiet tonight, but we'll, we'll keep it short. Keep it short to the 30-minute 30 30 show. Something you guys can uh, can digest. So, once again, uh, Saturday, we got open practice. Starts at 1 o'clock. Keep it locked to the channel. We'll have some content for you guys. Uh, we'll probably be going live from Columbia University Keep it locked for the open practice. Monday, you have uh, the Knicks versus Wizards uh, uh, preseason game. And then uh, opening night, the opening night, Knicks Fan TV, Knicks Omni Fan, the Nick of Time show are hosting a VIP suite in the Chase Lounge. We got about four tickets left. 
The package includes a ticket to the game, free food and drinks, uh, meet and greet with the Knicks alumni, free giveaways, autographed uh, memorabilia, basketballs, uh, shirts, jerseys, hats, all the whole nine sponsored by the Knicks Omni fan. And the free throws are back. If you want to shoot free throws on the garden floor, the free throws are back. So uh, it's, it's a monster deal. Obviously, you'll, you'll be a featured guest on the Knicks Fan TV pregame halftime postgame show. And so, yeah, man, it's, it's a monster deal, man. Come join us. Definitely come join us. Uh, somebody in the chat had asked how you call in. It, put your number in the form. Uh, Knicks Fan TV Dave should be handing out the form right now. And uh, if you want to call in, I'll call you. The phone lines are down right now, unfortunately. So um, this is the way we're going to have to do it uh, until we, we can uh, get this fixed with the provider. So it's a little minor setback, but it, but it's all good, man. Salute to you guys for watching once again. Marcus Morris, man. Old school Knicks, baby. Old school Knicks. You know, protect the garden. You know, my biggest thing is no one's coming in there and disrespecting us. You know, if anything, we're going to come in there, you're going to get a hard four game. Better team going to win. We're not tolerating no disrespect. You know, nobody coming in there and thinking it's going to be easy. But I think we got the guys. Matter of fact, I know we got the guys that's going to stand up and that's going to fight every night. Every time I'm on the court, it's bully ball. I'm going to use that to my advantage. You know, guys like Bobby Portis, no Drew Randall, the Bulldog, Tides Gibson, uh, Lonzo, Rook, you know. We got a lot of guys, man, to keep, you know, to keep throwing at people. And things going to be a very, very fun year, and it's going to be a very surprising year. There you go. It's Marcus Morris, man. I like him. I like this guy for us, man. Um, Giuseppe says, what's your prediction for wins this year? I said 30. I'm going with 30. Keeping it conservative and, and hoping that they defy the expectations. Yeah, that's all. Hoping they defy the expectations. You know? Uh, Hubert Nicholas put his number in here. Is that your number, Hubert? I hope that's not somebody else's number. I'll call you, man, but, you know, you got to make sure you put put the right number in there. Put it in the form. Yeah, I mean, you guys are giving your number out to all these people. Uh, I hope I hope that's the proper number. Let's let's try let's try something out here, man. I hope you don't send me to like some some craziness. Let's see. Let's test test out this uh theory here. These guys actually put their numbers in the chat. <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. Uh all right, let's see. All right, Hubert, we're gonna call you first, man. Let's call Hubert Hubert up. You, let's see. Oh, Hubert put nine put nine digits in there, man. You gotta put ten digits in there, man. <laughs> Hubert, you got to put 10 digits in there. You got to put your number in the form. All right, here we go. Wonderboy77. We're going to go to Wonderboy. Hubert, you got to put your full number in there, man. He gave you nine digits. All right, Wonderboy, we're going, we're going to you. And then Eddie Simmons is on deck. All right, here we go. Calling Wonderboy. Yo, yo. Yo, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? Good, good, man. What do you want to talk about today? Uh, yeah, I'm actually from Dallas, but uh Okay. I've been watching, watching the show ever since y'all uh, uh 
Trader Porzingis. Okay. So I'm a big fan of the show. Nice. So wait, are you so wait, are you a Knicks fan or are you a Mavis fan? Good, good, man. Turn, turn down I'm your a radio. fan of the show, but um, turn, yeah, turn yeah. Down your it's Knicks radio. Okay. I was just I was just saying I'm from uh Yeah, I'm yeah, you got to you put your you got to put your your computer on mute, man. You got to put your sound on mute. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I'm a I'm I'm a Dallas Mavericks guy, but okay. I'm from, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just been watching you watching the show since uh Porzingis came over. Oh, you're trying to get some intel on Porzingis? Intel? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm more or less just saying that uh, I didn't even know that the guys was on the schedule, that we were going to be playing you guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they, they play all 82 teams. So, you know, that that's definitely on the schedule, man. Um, but, yeah, you know, listen, good, good luck with Porzingis. We'll, we'll we'll miss him here in New York, but uh, that that's your problem now, man. So pre- appreciate the call, <laughs> appreciate the support. All right, all right, we're gonna go to Eddie Simmons next. Eddie, you're up, man. Stay by the phones. This guy Hubert gave me nine digits. Like I gotta figure out the tenth one. I don't got time for that, man. Come on, man. All right, Eddie, we're calling you next, man. Hello? Yo, Eddie. Yo. What up, man? You got to take me on speakerphone, bro. Yeah, hold up real quick. All right. Hello? Yeah, yeah. What's going on, man? Yeah, what's good, man? How you doing? Good, man. What do you want to talk about? Man, everything, man. Like, <laughs> ah. Damn, I'm from Brooklyn. Okay. First and foremost. BK, okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, I mean, I mean, I can where do I start? I mean, my favorite nigga is Anthony Mason. Rest in um, peace to Mace. All day, man. That's my man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never met him, but I wish I did. That's dope, but, um, man. I, I, I'm actually, um, I'm talking to Anthony Mason Jr. He's definitely down to uh, come on the show. So, we, so we're going to reminisce about his pops and um, some other endeavors that he's got going on. So, Anthony Mason Jr. is going to be, uh, he's going to be joining us um, sometime down the road. Super fire. Um, so I guess a couple things. Um, I, I guess I, my perspective on on on, on where we at uh, this season, I really, I, it's, I'm, I, I really, I do believe that we're gonna be like a gutted out type of team. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like you know, we're, we're gonna be pretty tough. That I just don't, I just see us at times getting out, getting out work. Like our talent won't match up. Our hard work will match up to the talent that mm-hmm. we'll face on certain teams. Like when we play, like maybe like the Portlands and you know Brooklyn at full strength, the Lakers, yeah. Clippers, like stuff. Like I, I mean, obviously, I, that's a, it's somewhat of a pipe dream to kind of like beat those teams. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just feel like as much as hard as we'll work, I think that is going to come a point in time where execution with talent is going to be necessary. You know, like yeah. the talent to, to to like you know clutch buckets and true. You know, uh, down to the wire type of type of type of um plays and all of these different kind of things. I feel like that we'll become susceptible to those type of um, you know, those type of games where where we probably won't have the best finishes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, listen, um, you know, from from a talent standpoint, you know, Julius is going to be one of our guys. That's for sure. 100%. But he he's not going to be able to do it all by himself. 
nor do you want him to shoulder all the load by himself because you, you want him to be facilitating as well to be getting other guys involved for the best of the team. You know, you want him to try right. to elevate that team. So it's going to be interesting to see who's going to step up as that secondary as well as that tertiary option. This is why, um, you know, when they, they actually asked Fizdale today during the press conference, you know, uh, I think it was Ian Begley, uh, once again, how he's going to balance development and winning. And, and, and Fizz's comment was, yeah, we, we're going to be developing all year. But at the same time, we some of these guys that we picked up are going to be needed to help us win. So that makes me think of a guy like a Wayne Ellington. You know, is how much minutes is he going to get on a night? You, obviously, you know Taj is going to get some backup five minutes. Is Bobby Portis going to get some minutes? I'm, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how all that works out. So right. it's going to be very interesting to see who, who's going to step up as a secondary option. One thing's for sure, even though they, they only won 17 games, uh, they did play a lot of close games. And, and they did lose right, quite a did. few close games. So... You, you definitely did. You want to hope for some of these second-year guys as well, the ISOs, the Kevin Knoxes of the world, if that kind of helped them learn from 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 these games and, and maybe that helps them uh, be more clutch and close out situations. We'll, we'll see. For, for a fact. I'm also very high on RJ, man. I like the fact that he's that he's playing playing the quiet role and he's not talking talking too much. Mm-hmm. He's letting his game do the talk. Well, he's waiting out for his game to do the talking. Um, I just really think that he's he's gonna be like that type of triple double type of guy that that we never really had. I feel like we've had the elite scorer, we've had the the the, the slasher, we've had all of these different type of um, offensive type players or archetypes, if you will. But um, I don't think we ever had like a complete type player where someone is like he's giving he's a triple threat every night, you know, triple yeah. double and you know different. And I even see him. You know, maybe getting getting up there, like as far as blocks is concerned, mm. with um as far as the guard, or you know what I mean, like yeah. like a D like D Wade Epps. That know? would be so, nice. Um, I, see, I I see like a lot of complete for me as as far as his play type. Yeah. I see like a lot of complete game from him. You know, even even if it's low scoring at the beginning, yeah, like 12, 12, 10, and ten. Right. You know, and right. like I said, you know, games like that until he kind of like develops into a bigger or a better type offensive player where mm-hmm. his offense is more polished. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, you know, but I kind of see those kind of like uh, stat stuff type games where, you know, he, he stuffed the stat sheet a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, a, a fantasy type player. I, I agree. I agree, man. Um, I made a video for um, Terry and Trey that they're going to be coming out with, and, and they gave me RJ as the topic. I, I'm going with, for season average, I'm going with 13-6. And say and five. four or five dimes. 13, say four or five, five dimes. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm yeah, going to say for RJ. That's like what, J-Kid yeah. type numbers. Yeah. J-Kid type numbers. That, that. That's where I'm going with RJ. Um, it's it's, it's going to be how... I think he's going to struggle at times, no doubt about it. I don't expect him to just come out the gate guns blazing. I think he's going to have some high and low games. But the the one thing that I was encouraged about from the summer league standpoint is that although his shot wasn't falling as well, he maintained that aggressiveness. Um, he was on the boards. Right. He was on the boards heavy, definitely on the boards heavy. And, and once he grabbed yeah. that rebound, he could push it. Once Kev grabs that Absolutely. rebound, he could push it. So that's that's one of the things I did like about RJ was that even though shot wasn't falling, he maintained his aggressiveness. Now it's gonna yeah. be another thing when he gets to the line. Can he finish his free throws? That was one of the things in college. Right, 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 right. He struggled. Right, right. 
So the you know he's those, dookies those are two and he's free throws, man. Yeah. Dookies and free throws. He, he's got to knock down those those buckets from the charity strike. Man, he's got to knock those fact. down. Mm-hmm. I also um I see him also like RJ RJ he like I just think he can't come out as much as he may work on his jump shot. He can't come out expecting it to fall. I think he needs to he needs to play inside out first yeah. or look to facilitate first, and then as the game um predicts itself for him it'll allow it'll give space for open jump shots yeah i don't think he should just try to start shooting them or like you know off the dribble i think he should he should look his first option should be like the um because all we all know um dennis smith isn't necessarily like a a a, a shot cre- like a um a general per se right. as far as at the point guard spot but i think um rj could supplement that for him because he moves the ball i think at this day at this level better than dennis smith so I think if he comes in trying to facilitate and trying to move the ball around, eventually, you know, like the offensive opportunities will open up for him effortlessly. Yeah. Agree. Then, and because then, he could finish at the basket, you know, he's strong for his for his age and for you know what I mean for at this level at this stage of his career, he's super strong. He got good size, six eight. Yep. You know, so you you know you can't you you know he doesn't really have too many losing battles at the basket if he needs to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that if he comes in really just trying to set up, set everybody up, I think his the rest of the offensive game will kind of open up for him. Okay. I appreciate the call, Eddie. Good, good points, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. Take appreciate care, bro. Up. Yes, sir. Good to no hear doubt. from you, man. That was um, Eddie Simmons. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. CP from Knicks Fan TV checking in. Uh, just a quick news tidbit that I wanted to get into, and we'll be taking some calls as well. Uh, the phone lines are down, so that phone, the phone number that you see on the bottom left, don't call it. It's not going to go through. Having some trouble with the switchboard provider. They're going to give me some money back because I'm not getting my money's worth. But leave your number in the form that Knicks Fan TV Dave is passing around in the chat, and I'll call you. Don't call me. I'll call you, and uh, and we'll talk Knicks. You just heard from Eddie Simmons. He he's high on R.J. Barrett. Speaking of RJ, if you guys missed it, Kristaps Porzingis said uh, he, he's ready for the challenge, man. Here's what Kristaps said when RJ said he was going to dunk on Kristaps. Here's, here's what he said in return. You mean about the dunk, that yeah. he said he wants yeah. to dunk on me? That's fine, you know, I'm, I'm a shot blocker. I don't know what, you know, some people are saying. I'm, I'm one of the best shot blockers in the league and, and you know, I'm always up for the challenge. Um, I think I think that's a that's a pretty goal good goal for him to try to dunk on me. So that would be cool. I respect that. Said he says he respects it. Ah, I still, I still can't. I can't stand it, man. Can't stand seeing Porzingis in another jersey, man. But what are you gonna do, man? It didn't work out. It didn't work out. He he wanted out. You want to blame Phil? Blame Phil. You know, Alan Hahn came on the show when we interviewed him. He said uh, there were some other things that uh, the Knicks helped. Chris Stapps with that didn't leak and he wouldn't share it with us but he said he knew of two more incidents that happened with Porzingis that from what he was alluding to were bad situations that the Knicks bailed him out from and brushed it under the rug so you know can't say they didn't go to bat for him I, I guess is is the uh the, the bottom line, but it is what it is man you know there's sometimes things just don't work out all right we're gonna go to uh Rudy we're gonna go to Rudy next on the Don't Call Me, I'll Call You show. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for your boys if you're a diehard Knicks fan. Where are you guys checking in from, man? Put your city in the chat. 
so we can um, salute you guys. Yesterday, we had some guys checking in from uh, Australia. We had guys checking in from Florida, from Queens, all, all over, man. All, all over. Hello? Yo, Meta. What's up, man? What up, man? How you feeling, bro? Yeah, it's my first time calling. I've been watching guys for a while. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, what, what do you want to talk about, man? Uh, the point I wanted to make, which I feel like a lot of Knicks fans are missing out on, is yes, this lineup is filled with talent from top to bottom. But when it comes to figuring out minutes, there's always going to be issues. So somebody's going to get the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. So I hope it's not one of the. No, I hope it's one of the, like one of the, the kids in the Knicks draft. Like I hope it's not Zoe. I hope it's not Frank. I hope it's not Knox. Okay. Yeah, I mean, listen, you you're right, man, and no doubt about it. That that was your point. You you good? Yeah, that's what I want to ask you. Okay, appreciate it, man. I mean, like I said, it's 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 a problem. It's going to be a problem for Fisdale. No way around it. You have – there was only five guys that returned from last year's team. You know, yeah, you had absolutely. Dennis Smith, you had Frank, you had Iso, you had Kevin, and you had Mitch. That's it. That's absolutely, it. Yeah. And those are all young guys. So, they, this is a brand-new start. Once again, a, a turnover-heavy roster that the Knicks are fielding here. And now you're bringing in guys on on veterans, on short-term contracts, who are going to be looking to play for a longer-term contract next year. So they're going to be auditioning. I was thinking, I was thinking the same thing with Vonley and Hazonia, but like they got so many minutes last year, so many chances, and, and they signed like minimum deals with random teams. Yeah. Like the Knicks got nothing out of those. They, they, they really got nothing out of it. Moutier, too. Moutier, too. I mean, the market. Exactly, yeah. And he's like, he's like Dennis's. I mean, not Dennis's. Frank's minutes. Yeah. There's no reason to have Moutier. Yeah, but I, yeah, I agree with you 100%, bro, and appreciate the call, man. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, no no way around it. Fizdale has his work cut out for him, and, and we talked about that. If you guys didn't catch that show, um, I, I did a roundtable with Jay Ellis and uh, Terry from the Terry and Trey show, and, and we talked about the issue with Fizdale and trying to balance winning and development, trying to balance uh, the minutes for the young guys and – uh, finding minutes for guys so for the vets that can really help this team. Like I, like we said on the show, you know, uh, a Wayne Ellington could very well be one of the best shooters on the team. I mean, even though his three-point percentage was within the same range as Isozo and Dotson, his three-point attempts was almost double theirs. So he's a guy that's going to let it fly. And we, we need to be more proficient at the three-point stripe for sure. We need to be more proficient at the three-point stripe. Those are one of our Achilles heels. It's, oh, it's always been since the Knicks tape days. You know what I mean? It's been like that since the Knicks tape days. So, um, you know, that's definitely, Fisdale definitely has his work cut out for him. So let, let's see what happens. Let's see where everybody's checking in from. We got uh, St. Louis, some dude in the buildings checking in from St. Louis. What's going on? Q Burrow, Nick Fury, what's going on? Englewood, Florida. Giuseppe checking in. Giuseppe uh, checking in for Florida. Salute to him. Elwood Johnson says, from Brooklyn, living in Massachusetts. He's in Celtics country, man. Pray for him. That's tough. Those Boston people are unruly, man. Mr. 400 TV checking in from Tupelo, Mississippi. I never even heard of that. So salute to Tupelo, Mississippi. Alex Robinson, Clinton Hill, BK in the building. South Carolina, Ace Candy, what's going on? Hyattsville, Shea Burgess. Salute to you guys, man. Eric Kang checking in from Seattle. I see the Seahawks are playing right now. What's the score of that game? Seahawks and uh, and Rams are playing Thursday night football. I got a couple guys in fantasy football going, so I got to pay attention to that. We got Wilson A. Ponte checking in from Kuwait. 
Wilson, are you you live in Kuwait? Are you stationed in Kuwait? Are you in Kuwait right now? Kamario, what's going on? Oh, Kamario's always in here checking in from the islands. I feel like Kamario just wants to brag. He's from the islands, man. It's nice and warm down there. And uh, it's starting to cool off up here in New York. We had a, a strange 90-degree day yesterday or the day before that. And and now it's, uh, it's starting to uh, come back to earth a little bit in terms of the weather. So, all good. That's, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. All right, we're going to go to Julian next. Salute to everybody in the chat, man. Hit that thumbs up for you, boys. Uh, somebody had sent a super chat earlier. Salute to T-Bone. He says, what's good, CP? We met at Pier 17. Oh, oh yeah. Pier 17 was a sneaker event. Salute to T-Bone. Salute to you, man. Julian, what's happening, bro? Hey, what's happening, CP? Chilling, chilling, man. How you feeling, bro? I'm good. I'm, I'm loving everything out of camp right now. I'm loving the Marcus Morris... Bully, bully ball talk, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling positive about kind of the way our roster structured right now, okay. other than the Alfred signing. Um, and don't get me wrong, Alfred Payton's not a bad basketball player. Yeah, um, but they they asked the Fizz about Payton in camp. He, they said, "What's one word to describe him?" He said, "Intense." That's what he said. Yeah, uh, he says Peyton is bringing it in camp, so that uh, that point guard rotation is not it's not gonna be so uh, cut and dry. You know, Peyton is gonna want his minutes, man. Oh yeah, and that's that's why I think we shouldn't have signed a guy of Peyton's age, or he still hasn't gotten his big second contract. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'd have rather assigned someone similar to kind of where. J.J. Barea is right now in terms of he's over 30. He's just a journeyman and he's been mm-hmm. around the league enough where he's already got his bag and he can kind of pass the stuff on to Frank and Dennis. Um, yeah. That's what I was saying, man. That, that's what I was saying. I said I either wanted a caretaker or somebody that was going to be a cut above everybody else. It's either you're going to get Kyrie, mm-hmm. questionable Kemba if you want to call him that, or you're going to go a cut below somebody that's going to be, know that they're going to be just a veteran backup to help the young guys develop. Yeah, um, I'm with you. And, you know, Alfred's a hell of a player. He's really good at pushing the pace. But, um, you know, Frank and, and Dennis need their playing time. We drafted them. We need them to the, develop because they're going to be under team control. We need to at least um, know what we have first. You know yeah. what I mean? Let us know what we have. Don't confuse the point guard rotation again with another guy that, I mean, nothing, again, it's nothing against Peyton. We know what he can bring, and he's a very solid mm-hmm. floor general. But, we again, it just creates more confusion in terms of who is going to separate themselves from the pack. We don't know. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 100% with you, and mm-hmm. one more thing I wanted to get to is, mm-hmm. you know, it's really going to suck when we trade Marcus Morris. It's, it's going to be terrible. Because <laughs> what's, what's going to end up happening is he's going to kick butt for us for like three months. Gonna average like fifteen, seven boards, whatever. Be one of the like those role players that you really get attached to. Don't mm-hmm. trade him for a first rounder in like three months. It's gonna just stink. Gonna be tough, but, man. Um, yeah, like you can tell, he just wants wants to play play for the New York on the front of the jersey. Yeah. Um, and you you love guys like that, so. I, I love it, to the man. season. Yes, sir. I appreciate the call, four, four my dude. Days. 
Yeah, man. I, I hope you better be first on the line for uh, preseason, man. We better hear from you first, man. Of course, of course, of course. I'll pay attention to the show. Yeah, man. Uh, absolutely, man. Appreciate the call, bro. Yeah. Yeah, Mar- Marcus Marks is my my type of Nick, man. You guys, you guys know that, man. That's that's my type of Nick, the lunch pail type of dudes. Um, and, and we'll see. You know, we'll see whether he's going to be here all year, half a season, or what. He's going to be obviously a guy that that's in demand. Um, at the trade deadline, you know, like I said, I look for a competing team who is going to be looking for maybe a starter, maybe some depth, you know, for a stretch run. And and maybe we get back into the first round or something for a guy like Marcus Morris. So hopefully he's here. Hopefully if he's here for the long term, that means we're in some sort of contention for bottom playoff seed. You know, that would be the best case scenario. I did a best case scenario. Um best and worst case scenario episode with uh, Alex and Gavin from Locked on Knicks. Uh, that should be, if you click on the top right-hand icon, or if you just go through my channel videos, you'll see it. It's in po- it's an audio format, podcast, not video. So um, we did do an episode on that, and we did the best and worst case scenario of each of the free agents that we picked up. And for Marcus Morris, that was it. It was, you know, best case was, you know, is he going to be a guy that, that helps lead us to, to a playoff spot and, and he's here for the whole year. So we'll, we'll see. We'll definitely see. They definitely pressed him too again today during the press conference in regards to uh, what happened with the Spurs. You know, uh, somebody had called and asked about that again yesterday. It's still, it's still quiet. Nobody's really leaked too, too much about what happened. And basically he was just saying, you know, it just, it wasn't the situation just wasn't clear for him. And so on and so forth. And so he just moved on. And, uh, hey, listen, I'm, I'm glad he's here and not with the Spurs. I was surprised that he did that. But it is what it is. It, it is what it is. Conley P, salute to Conley P. Says, uh, Trier really about to surprise? That's my guy, man. Uh, that's my guy. It's Isozo. You, you guys know that. Isozo's my guy. And and I think he's, he's going to take another step uh, next season. Um, who was I talking to from Kuwait? Let me come up here. Shout out to Shells Heavy once again. Knicks Fan TV, Dave, TM, all the mods above the rim. What's going on? Um, Keith Sinclair, what's going on? Who was I talking to um, from Kuwait? He said he's in the Army, man. So uh, salute, uh, appreciate your service, though, man. That, that's what I want to say. Thanks for your service. Uh, hold it down out there. We, we definitely appreciate it and, and hope we could uh, you know, bring some entertainment. By uh, talking Knicks. Jay Burgess says the Chris Child show and Alan Hahn show is dope. Who's next? Uh, working on some things. Working on some things. You know, that's all I can really say, man. Is we're working on some things. We appreciate you guys supporting us. Uh, these things don't happen unless you guys support. That's, that's just how it goes. Everything goes hand in hand. When you guys support us, uh, the channel gets boosted up. That's why I say, you know, hit that subscribe button. Share these videos. Most importantly, share these videos. Share right now. There's a share button right below you. It's a little arrow that goes like this. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Call your mom. Say, Mom, you a Knicks fan? You know, check these guys out, man. This is a great show. When that happens and these shows get promoted, it brings more people and more people and more people. And then that's how we're able to get, you know, big guests who want to come on and, and share with the fans. So... You know, it's a hand-in-hand thing. We we appreciate you guys for supporting us. 
and and uh, and in turn, we try to give you the best content we can give you. Technical difficulties aside, but Chris Childs, we're gonna get Chris Childs back on the, on the show. He was um, because the the last show we went about an hour, and he hit me up. He was like, "Yo, what happened to the calls? We were supposed to take calls that day, but just the way everything was happening and and how long we went." Uh, I just ended the show early, just just out of respect for his time. But he wants to come back on and talk Knicks with the fans. So we're going to have him on for another show with strictly phone calls and, you know, reminiscing again like, like we did in the last show. But Chris Childs, he was very, very candid with us. And he, he was a great interview, man. He, he was a great interview. So we, we definitely appreciate him for, uh, for for doing that. Definitely appreciate him for doing that. All right, let's let's get back to the phones. We're gonna go to um, Blackamo Styles. You're up. You're up next, man. We're gonna go to Blackamo on the "Don't Call Me, I'll Call You" show. All right, here we go. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Looking forward to the open practice on Saturday, man. If anybody's gonna be there, uh, let's make sure that we connect. Freddie, appreciate it, man. Yo, what's up, bro? Yo, what's good? How you feeling, man? I'm chilling, I'm chilling. All right, what do you want to talk about? Oh, oh, oh yo, so I want to talk about uh, the fact that I think people failing to understand that, you know, last year we had a bunch of rookies. We were in a, a tanking mode. So, and we had players who didn't understand the system. I mean, I think this year, the Knicks know we want wins. And they put everybody in position to get wins. So if Alfred Clayton is playing like he's supposed to play or he's going to play with that Rondo-type style, mm-hmm. that vision on the court, that IQ, we all about the wins, man, this yeah. year. So there's a lot of little jumbling with the roster and all that, but I think everybody is going to be put in the position to win. So if the young players is not playing like they're supposed to play, they're not going to play. Yeah. Because it's not it's, it's about developing them, but at the end of the day, they know us Knicks fans, we starving out here for wins. Absolutely. The media, you know, the media, they play us left and right with all of the hoopla about how the Knicks is trash. They hear this stuff, man. Yeah. So we trying to win. You know I, what I mean? Hey, I'm with you, bro. I, I'm with you 100%, but, man. Yeah, so that's all I wanted to talk about, man. Okay. That, yeah, we got a new team. It's deep, but at the end of the day, it's about to win. So if Kevin Knox not playing well, I know people are going to be upset, but he ain't going to be playing. Yeah. Simple as that. Hey, you know what I mean? That, that's what the coach says, man. Appreciate the call, man. Not a problem. Have a good one, family. You too, man. You too, man. That's my guy, Blackamo. Blackmore sounded like somebody in the chat says it sounded like he was sleeping in the beginning. Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't sure what was going on. Like, he sounded like he just woke up, but he gave us a number to call him. So it was like, hello? <laughs> somebody said the five-hour energy kicked in. Yeah, he he, uh, he he sprung right up, man, but salute to him. But he's right. Listen, we, we want wins. Obviously, we won 17 games last year. It was a long, drawn-out season. Terrible. Didn't go well for us. So obviously, we want to see this team turn it around. We want to see this team turn it around. And um, one thing for sure, you know, one thing for sure is that we definitely brought some scrappers in here 
I think we're going to be a tough out regardless. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm still sticking to 30 wins. I'm sticking to 30. I'm hoping we could double it. Well, I think one thing's for sure, we brought in a lot more high IQ players, a lot more tough players, a lot more physical players. You bring in a guy like a Marcus Morris or Taj Gibson who've come from winning programs. They understand the, the critical plays uh, that it's going to take to win. They've gone through the grit and grind of the 82-game season. And so, you know, that bo- I think that bodes well for us. I think that bodes well for us. So, like I said, let's see. The chemistry is going to be what's going to be most important. The chemistry is going to be most important. The Bull Devo says uh, 30 wins is pushing it. Um, I, I still think they're going to get... I still think they can they can get to 30. I still think they can get to 30. I, I full slated DSJ, healthy DSJ. Uh, Julius Randle, who's going to be a go-to scorer. Who was our go-to scorer last year? Put it in the chat. Who was, who was our go-to scorer last year? Moutier? I mean, you, you have Moutier closing games in crunch time. We had no idea where we were going. And that was a lot of the things Fisdale was pointing to um, in, in practice today and yesterday was that, you know, from a, from a offensive schemes and defensive schemes, you had a lot of confusion out there. You, he didn't want to give these guys too much. At least that's what he says. He didn't want to give these guys too much. You know, you had a lot of, you had a lot of Hazonias and, and God, I, I, I think we can get to 30. I think we can get to thirty with the, with these guys. The second year of of uh, Mitch Knox, ISO, healthy DSJ. We have some defenders. We have we've we've improved our three point shooting a little bit with Ellington addition. So let's see, Let, let's see what happens, man. I, I I think we can get to thirty. I think we can get to thirty, man. You know. All-star year for Julius. I'm calling it right now. Let's do it. All right, let's go. Um, last call of the night before we get out of here. So to everybody in the chat. We got 385 people watching on YouTube alone. So salute to you guys. Thanks for the support. Um, salute to you guys watching on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch as well. CP the Artist says, Jalen Rose says playoffs. Jalen Rose has been very uh, complimenting of us this summer. I appreciate that. I was I was a little bit anti-Jalen Rose for a little while. Number one, he was a pacer. Number two, when he was a pacer, I don't know if you guys remember that game when he tried to square up with Patrick Ewing. Definitely did not uh, 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 appreciate that. I was not a fan of Jalen Rose for a little while. I always looked at him with like a little scowl. But you know what? I actually respect him as an analyst. I think he, he of those talking heads on ESPN, I, he's actually one of the guys that, one of the few guys that I really respect on that network. He's no Max Kellerman, that's for sure. You know, he's no Max Hellman, that's for sure. Jalen Rose actually brings some solid points. And and um, just as an overall hustler, as, as an overall person that understands the media game, I, I like where he, I like where he's headed. I, I was watching the Vlad TV interview with him, and uh, it was pretty good. So, say, so yeah, I've been becoming Hi. a Jalen Rose fan. All right, I don't know what number that was. Let me see. Somebody gave me a wrong number. B Smith, BKBK, yeah. That um that number wasn't right. So I think somebody was trying to be funny. All good. I was expecting something like that. All good, all good. Yeah, Keith, that, that one didn't sound too uh that one didn't sound too kosher. So I ha- I had to abort that mission real quick real quick, man. That was a little sus, man. But uh all good. Pre appreciate the jokes, man. You know, you get a good laugh. 
Especially when you're talking about the Knicks. So on that note, I think I'm going to get out of here. We have some good calls, though. We did, we definitely had some good calls. Culture Supply, appreciate it. What's going on? I had to get out of there, Keith. It was getting a little hairy. It was getting a little hairy. I didn't I didn't want to hear the rest of that call, so I had to go, man. But um, salute to you guys for watching, man. Salute to you guys for watching. We had a lot of guys come in and check in. Join the conversation. Let's let's keep talking on Twitter and Discord. Share this video on Twitter right now. It'll be a huge, huge support for us with the hashtag PostGameNYK. When we get it, we'll put you in our private Twitter DM groups that goes on all night, man. So you can chat with the rest of the guys. We got about 100 people in the Twitter DM groups. The show is also available in podcast format. If you're going to work tomorrow, you missed the show on video. Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Alexa. Search for Knicks Fan TV and you'll have tonight's episode merch all the merch you see the merch down below just scroll through we got some new designs we got some new designs coming we, we sent mitch his fresh batch of mitch please t-shirts so you guys know what it is man home opener tickets are still on sale we got a couple left like i said man join me on the court we're shooting free throws after the game come through man it's gonna be a, a hell of a night and and hopefully we can get a w Knicks versus celtics and uh yeah man let me salute some people on the way out rome my boy rome appreciate it Jay burgess says uh have someone screen the calls before yeah yeah you know we probably should do it it was just a little workaround because our switchboard wasn't working but normally we do screen the calls from the switchboard um we we went 100 percent last night and we went 90 percent tonight so we'll be, we'll be all right man but stay blessed everybody rick harrison appreciate the support you've been holding me down for a little while now, man. TM Dave above the rim, appreciate it. Uh, Caleb High Singer, take care, man. John Talento always in here first. We'll see you guys, man. Next show tomorrow night, I'm gonna run a replay of uh, last year's open practice, so you guys can kind of see uh, what we were doing in there. It was a great show, and um, and then Saturday we'll be at the open practice. Live from Columbia University, 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's closed to the public, but if you're a season ticket holder, you should be able to get tickets. So uh, if you guys are there, man, if you're watching tonight and you're there, make sure you pull up, say hello, get on the show, and, and we'll chop it up, man. Thanks for you guys for joining once again. Have a good night, people. Peace.